Okay. Okay. Let me get the baby real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'd feel better if Maeve was in the picture. Yeah, well, let's get Maeve up here. Miss Maeve. That's sister on the drums. Welcome to the St. John Alive podcast. We are here uh, continuing our Lenten series, and we have the pleasure of being joined today by some fantastic women in our parish. We have uh, Sandy Shaker, who is our RCIA coordinator and wedding coordinator here in the parish. Um, and we also have Sister Marianne, who is a, a pastoral associate here right. and handles a lot of funeral coordination and visiting of the homebound um, and bringing communion to those uh, who can't make it here. And we also have today my infant daughter, who's hanging out. Isn't she sweet? Is she's a sweetheart. Baby Maeve. Baby Maeve. She's visiting the episode today. <laughs> so she's hanging out in the office. So, uh, welcome, Sandy, Thank Sister Thank Marianne. Thank you We're for happy taking. To be here. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat on the podcast. Yes, you know, this, this is fun. thank you for stepping outside <laughs> of your comfort zone. Is really what I'm saying, folks. Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, let's start with a, some brief introduction for those that may not know you, Sandy. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do here in the parish? And uh, what, what's your favorite thing about working here uh, at St. John and Fenton? Oh, my favorite thing right off the bat is um, I teach RCIA. That's for ad adults that um, want to be Catholic. So I really enjoy that very much. Um, I'm also the wedding coordinator. So I um, run the wedding rehearsals and um, help um, couples um, for the day of the wedding. Um, that's fun. But my favorite is RCIA, that's teaching awesome. the faith. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, sister, what about you? What's your favorite thing about working here in Fenton? You know, I like uh, talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. I work with people planning funerals, mm -hmm. and you get to really know a family if you know when you talk about that. Um, just, just being around. I like I like being here, being around people. That's awesome. So. This is a good place to be around people. We've got a lot of people here in Fenton. <laughs> Sister has a charism of mercy. So, you know, she's out there with her heart and helping those that are grieving. Yeah. You know, at that time, it, it's it's hard um, when you uh, someone you love dies. And Sister is that comforting spirit that mm -hmm. um, will help them on this the journey that they have to take. And it is a beautiful thing. And we well, thank you and, for you, you know, Sister. really, uh, uh, planning and funerals and so on, you're talking about life. And everything, and it, it goes into Lent as far as um, it's a time to really. I always tell people, okay, stop, give yourself extra time, get rid of the busyness in your life for a while because you do need to grieve. You need it takes a long time to say goodbye to somebody mm -hmm. you love, so just Very true. give give yourself more quiet, and so on. And if you think about it, that's Lent too. It Absolutely. is. Yeah. That's a really good segue. Yeah. So we've been talking this Lent about uh, our our imagery of earthen vessels uh, that bear yeah. treasure. And actually, Sandy, you were one of the people that helped kind of spearhead this this theme. Father had kind of yeah. brought up this imagery, uh, and you really took it and rolled with it. So what is, what's important to you and what's valuable to you about this image of being earthen vessels filled with treasure? Well, earthen vessels, I think, first of all, we have to know who we are on this earth. You know, we were created and we were created for a purpose. And if you picture yourself as this vessel, a vessel needs to be filled. And it's Jesus that fills us. And, you know, we do have our cracks or our chips. 
in 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 our vessels. That's part of being human. And uh, you know, it's it's the grace of God that gets us through our everyday to keep going. And um, sister made the comment one day when we were just having lunch, and she was talking, and she said, "Give me an example." At a young age, she said she knew who she was. And I think a lot of us go through life questioning, why am I here? Who am I? And when I heard her say that, that just stayed with me. So we, if we just take it even a step further and go to the wedding at Cana when Jesus was there, and think of him, he was probably dancing, having some wine, having a good time, and they ran out, and they Jesus did his first miracle, and he told the servants to fill it to the brim. And that kind of stayed with me with this, um, the earthen vessels. So to be filled with Christ right to the brim, you know, we need everything he can give us to get through on this journey of life. Don't you all agree on that? Absolutely. Yeah. So that was kind of, it just, you know, the spirit was on me that day. And I think for us to know who we are, who created us, and what's our purpose on earth. So sister and, uh, and Sandy, after all this time working in a parish, do you have an answer to that question? <laughs> who are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who are you in Christ, and who who have you become over the years, and how has He revealed your true identity to you? It, it's taken a long time to to really be comfortable with who I am, which I think is everyone. But just mm-hmm. this is who I am. Uh, it's like the earthen vessels. This is this pot was made a certain way. Another earthen vessel might be different, might be tall or, or whatever. Um, this this is who I am. The, these are the gifts I have. Therefore, this is what I need to give to people also. Absolutely. You know, um, I think a lot of us may, it may not have the grace that Sister has used to be comfortable with who we are, and that does take time, and that um, communication with God, staying in prayer with Him to realize mm-hmm. You know, um, you're his child. You belong to him. You are loved beyond we can even imagine. And then to go from that, stay in daily communication with God and let him realize. You know, I talked to the um, uh, young people that are made their confirmation about all the charisms, the gifts we receive when we're confirmed, and to start to identify, to be able to discern our gifts, to know that God just didn't put us on this earth to flounder. We were all gifted, all gifted. Mm-hmm. And we have to discern those gifts and then be able to use them. And then once you start using your gifts, you see God working in your life and you'll have these aha moments and you think, oh, you know, you don't beat yourself up so bad. And then when you do start to beat yourself up, you'll realize the devil, the tempter, the the one that makes us doubt and not... Um, um, claim our gifts that the Holy Spirit's working through us, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's takes a while and, and then discernment, but that's who you really become, who you are meant to be. That's that's awesome. So what does that look like on a practical level in the day-to-day? So like, say when the, the goofy youth minister walks into your <laughs> office one morning and says, will you come chat on the podcast? <laughs> how do you how do you feel about the gifts that you God just gave say you? No. Just I'm say no. <laughs> 
That's good advice, sister. Just say no. Yeah, just say no. And are those are those the kind of moments you're talking about where yeah. Satan tries to get in and, and really yeah. pick pick it, oh, yeah. pick you apart? And what are some of those other moments? And some of those other for me, it would be like um, teaching. Maybe I'll do a class, and then I can just even in my head thinking, "Oh, you're not doing a good job today. Oh, they look bored." You know, you can get caught up in those moments instead of just letting the Holy Spirit work through you. And when you do, that's when. If you have the charism of teaching, it will come out, and then you recognize it. And sometimes you recognize it; it makes you want to fall on your knees. Just fall on your knees because and give God the glory because you know, oh, I could have never done that by myself. That's the Holy Spirit working yeah. through me. So when you recognize that, then when you have these other moments in daily life, you can get hung up. Oh, I don't think this person likes me. Or, you know, I didn't do this well enough. Or what is Father going to say about this? Father, what are you saying about this podcast, by the way? <laughs> you know, that's just little areas where we can get hung up and then fall down into our old pattern of not letting the Holy Spirit work in us and we're listening to the devil instead of what God's trying to teach us. That's awesome. You know, one of the, one of the things I do is take communion to a few nursing homes, mm -hmm. and have a just a short prayer service and communion. And uh, one time I was talking to them, it, I was asked, "Well, what do you want to pray for?" And and they they want to pray for the world. They want to pray for kids. That you know they they really know what they're doing. But one time I was saying they, they're talking about all the bad news that day. And I said, well, you know, the devil is around. The devil, the devil, and they all agreed with me. But I said, but Jesus is stronger. That's right. And we're his children. And it was interesting, all these different gal, most of them were, were women and, and you know, older than me. And they, they said, oh, yeah. yeah well, are they older than you, sister? Yeah, everybody's <laughs> older, you know. But anyway. Um, Sister is eternally not a day over 35. <laughs> um, it, it was interesting because I thought, yeah. And again, that was a spirit talking. I, it wasn't like I planned it or anything, but um, spirit comes through. The spirit always comes through. And it, sometimes it blows your mind when you're trying to present something and then you're, you know you're just being fed. Or um, I, I had the opportunity to do a reflection and I told my husband I was typing, and it felt like I was being dictated to, and I was just typing part of the reflection. So you know that's God. That's the grace of God working through us. That's really funny because I, I, this Lent, that was a lot of my focus on my Lenten journey was how am I going to lean into the grace of God more fully. And um, I actually had one of the most grace-filled Lenten experiences ever, awesome. which— to a lot of people, looked probably very penitential because I had the opportunity to lead Stations of the Cross last week, and uh, there was a lot of comments afterwards because I, the, I dropped the ball on communicating childcare and my schedule and stuff like that. So my wife was working, and I ended up with all five kids. So I had all Maeve five. in the carrier, Good. and it was right about time for her to eat. And I had all four of the other ones like running around behind me as I'm standing at the ambo leading it, and. Um, Ordinarily, I would have completely lost my mind because I had no, I had nothing by the time I got to the ambo. By the way, before we even started, I had no energy left. I had had the kids all day, and um, it really was one of those moments you're talking about where the Holy Spirit takes over. Because mm -hmm. 
I like I I literally had nothing, and so the grace of the Holy Spirit just took over and um, and really kind of led that service and and brought me the patience I needed in that moment. Um, certainly did not bring calm to the children in the way that I had anticipated, but it was perfect um, because you know they're they they got a little crazy toward the end, but we figured it out. And uh, but it, for me, it was a really profound moment because I, it was one of those instances where mm-hmm. I recognized that like. It, there was nothing coming from me. It was like the, the grace of the Holy Spirit working in my life, and it was probably more so for me than anybody else. So I, there were probably several people in the pews who were thinking, "Man, this is really distracting." I'm trying to meditate on the stations of the cross, but <laughs> I think that was real life, Alan. Though it was real it was, life, yeah. and a, it's such a compliment to fatherhood. It was, you yeah, know, because it was awesome. messy, but it was joyful, you know. But when Jesus walked yeah. down and it was actually carrying the cross, it was messy. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. They were probably throwing water out of their windows on the streets and just yelling. That was just a real-life experience, and I think it it just should call attention to um, what um, Dad's example of a, a good dad. What you could do with five kids. <laughs> what, really more so an example been. of what the Holy Spirit can do if you let him, right? <laughs> but, you know, look at this baby. Look how good she is, you know. She is very it was, chill. They're just—he's lucky. Yeah. Right. Oh, there we go. Now she's on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, sister, in your experiences, we're talking about Lent and we're talking about our experience in Lent. Um, from your perspective and all your work in, in all the different parishes and schools that you've been in, what is uh, your opinion on, on what makes a successful Lent? How do you do it? Well, as I said before, be still. Be still. Be quiet. Um, if you're going to pray, pick you know, one prayer and just concentrate on that and be, be quiet with it. Um, which is I, difficult for me, but mm-hmm. it, it really works better. And it's, it's a time, it's, it's just a time to look at yourself and you know, something's bothering you. We know it, you know it. And just think, okay, what can I do to get this right? How can I make this right? Uh, obviously the sacraments are there to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is there. And I had, you know, this parish is extremely prayerful. I, right from the beginning right. when I came, I was amazed at, at all the people who go to Mass on a daily basis, the people in, prayer, in Bible, uh, Bible studies, and, you know, just different prayer groups. So I, they, they, their, advi- their example helps me, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah. Being surrounded by such a powerful, yeah. powerful oh, yes. community. And of sure. course, the readings from Lent, you know, it, it, they keep you going too. And I was thinking of Palm Sunday, which I don't know if this podcast is for Palm Sunday or not, but when you're worried about your children running around, that when Jesus was going through those streets, there were children running mm-hmm. around and everything. And it was certainly not quiet. It was not everybody standing and being still. Right. It wasn't right. like that. 100%. So. I agree. And it's never like that in our pew. <laughs> ever. <laughs> nor will it be ever. <laughs> nor will it be ever. No, no, no. Nor should it. No. Awesome. Well, that's, and that's, I'm assuming that's part of why we do what we do on Palm Sunday, right? We gather yeah. all the children, we yeah. give them palms, and yeah. we encourage them to scream and shout Hosanna yeah. in the highest, yeah. and we, yeah. we process around the church, right? Exactly. Which is what we're doing this this weekend. It, this podcast is for today, sister, oh, so okay. it's, it's okay. good okay. timing. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, awesome. So, um, yeah. I, if I let me interject here. Palm Sunday, the readings and the, all, the entire service reflect everything. Jesus is honored. 
And then all of a sudden, everything changes. And, you know, he's brought before these very jealous, vengeful people who succeeded in killing him. And, I mean, it, it just, it, it's almost all of life, uh, especially the readings for today for Palm Sunday. You know, again, you start out, everybody's happy. And it's like, wow, things can change. Change on a dime. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what do we do in those moments? Uh, because I, I feel it big time, you know, working in ministry, uh, you know, I'm working as, as are you working on the side of Jesus. And when things get turbulent and, and they turn against him, what do you, what's, what's your advice in those moments when you're starting to, I've got this one. All right. Okay. Hit me with it. Sister's sister. got it. I, I took me a long time to learn, but if you stop, stop and say, God, this is in your hands. I've tried and I can't succeed. I need, I'm giving this to you, whatever the problem is or whatever it is, put it in God's hands. And guess what? It works. He'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. He'll take care of it. I just had that conversation yeah. with somebody the other day who quoted a saint, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but the, this particular saint said, Lord, this is your church. I'm going to sleep. Oh, wow. <laughs> so See? We do. We have to leave yeah. it in, in the yeah. Lord's hands mm-hmm. and uh, let him fight his battles, though, though we participate right on a daily basis. That's awesome. But we need to be open. We need to remember and be open to the Spirit and Sometimes I th- it's it might be easier to say, oh, I'm not going to do anything or, or whatever. Sometimes you need to speak to someone. Or at church, smile at somebody. Say, how are you doing? That's really key. We've actually talked about that a lot this, this Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my conversations with people, it, a lot of it boils down to the one key thing that we can do very simply, very easily to improve not only our Lenten mm-hmm. journey, but those of that, that of others is to just smile at them when they show up at mass. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is, Be welcoming. Yeah. You know, a smile can change somebody's whole day. It's true. You know? Absolutely. Uh, the one thing I just real quick yeah. would like to share, I, I had done this before, but especially during this Lent, I find myself saying Hail Marys just throughout my day, and I just give it to God wherever this is needed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, a repetition going on in my head. And I can be at Meyer shopping or, you know, uh, cleaning at home, whatever. But I'm just, I have this Hail Marys going on. And I don't know, I, I've, I've just oh. felt good about that this year. Yeah, absolutely. We That too has been a theme that's come up in conversation. A lot of people talk about the power of the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think even the diocese published a video on the power of the Hail Mary this year. And, uh, they did. Yep, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And, you know, I visit people uh, in nursing homes or mm-hmm. are in their homes if they're very sick. And it's interesting, if you start praying the Our Father, regardless of how sick they are, they pick it up, or people around mm-hmm. pick it up, and the Hail Mary, too, all of a sudden, it calms them down. Yeah. It, it really, and regardless of how, you know, what's going on, they just kind of calm down a little bit. Power yeah. of prayer. Prayer unceasingly. The devil always wants to devour us. So, you know, it's just a good practice to kind of get into and carry it on, not even just past Lent. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people scoff at things like memorized prayer, but there's something yeah. to it, you know, yeah. when, when you create that that muscle memory in mm-hmm. your spirituality, so yeah. to speak. And this is a beautiful part of, um, you know, some of the Orthodox prayers and stuff that I've learned, too, about, you know, the the prayer um, the prayer ropes and the prayer beads and mm-hmm. things like that when you're praying unceasingly mm-hmm. and it, you, you're literally incorporating it into your breathing and it becomes right. automatic, uh, there's definitely something to that, you know, mm-hmm. especially in moments of, of you know, illness and, and trauma and things like illness, that. Illness, yeah. fatigue, mm-hmm. sometimes you yeah. are really 
beat. Right. And just these prayers that that we have learned can help us just you need something automatic to fall give back us into. energy. Yeah, it's a rhythm. It's just a rhythm and yeah. you, it's it's soothing. Absolutely. Like the rocking we're doing with yes, me. Yeah, like the rocking me. Awesome. Well, Sandy, Sister Marianne, thank you for taking thank the time you, to Ellen. join us on the podcast, stepping outside your comfort zone today, letting me surprise you in your office this morning it with was a, a, surprise. <laughs> a yes, wonderful was. treat by putting you on camera. So thank you for your time. Thank, thank you, you for your thank insight. You, thank you for mm-hmm. uh, your vocation, Sister. Thank you for everything you're doing here, Sandy, mm-hmm. uh, with our, especially with our RCIA. Uh, we sincerely appreciate it. And she's given us the cue to take it's it time out. To so stop. it is yes. time. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check us out next week, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.